Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. AB, producer Luke, uh, actually I can use you both as a sounding board on this because it's something you understand. Uh, got a black tie event coming up. And I always get so confused by what that means in an invitation. Like quite literally a black tie, but apparently... Yes. It do- no, but apparently you don't literally you have to wear, wear a black tie. You can wear a bow tie. tie of any colour. Traditionally, black tie means black tie. Because I'm not wearing a black tie to this event. I'm wearing a colourful tie. Yeah, you can wear a colourful bow tie or regular tie. Exactly. So it's not a black tie. So I call it... So this suit's is where black. This... Okay. That's not no. the case either. When I Googled black, black tie event, people are there in red suits. So anyway, Ew. I don't have a full suit. I've got a combination of different jackets and pants. Sure. And I'm hoping for the best. Now, I, I last night I couldn't sleep. It was about 1.30 and I wanted to try on some things to see what fit. And I, I put some stuff on and I sent a photo the next... This morning, sorry, to my partner mm-hmm. who hated what I'd worn. I thought I'd put together a really good combination. I know this is a, a, an audio medium, but <laughs> okay. I've got a photo to show you both. So I went black pants, white shirt, very blue jacket. Thought I nailed it, and she told no. me to shrug. Oh my god, no. no. It's Why? not a bloody casual You can't wedding. wear black with blue. It's Why? black with tan. Yeah. Sorry, or, it's, no, it's no, blue, it's with, blue tan. with tan. Or blue and brown. Sometimes people can get away with black with like a grey. Or a br- not a brown. Grey, but uh, not blue. No, you can sort of go like a charcoal colour and a lighter grey. Mm. I don't understand this world. I don't understand. Don't you have a black jacket? No. Just rent one. I don't know where it is. No, I don't want to pay money for an event that will be fine that I don't really want to go to. For our show. Yeah, I, I get that. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to spend 200 bucks on something that I'm going to never wear again. You probably will wear it again because black tie events are pretty common. I get they're pretty common, but I normally say no. This one I <laughs> What happened to, to your to. black tie jacket that you wore at the Maccas thing we I went to last year? I don't know where it year. is anymore. You looked nice oh, that night, by the way. Thank you. I've got the pants from that. That's what I was wearing. You can mm. wear that blue jacket. Right. You just need to wear, like, some brown pants with some brown shoes. I've got, I've got darker blue pants that I could wear with the lighter no, blue jacket. You, no, you, if you're going to, you have I to match like the blue. pants and the jacket. You know, I like blue. I don't like blue suits that much unless they're, like, a really specific blue. Why? Like, a really, like, navy, subtle oh, blue. This is not. I don't know how And to if you wore, like, a blue. sky blue jacket with khaki pants, I'd like it, that's, but that's wrong. That's very that's similar wrong. to what I I wore to the wedding over the weekend, actually, except I wore, like, brownie, um, ivory-coloured pants. Yeah, so because blue and brown are, like, a yeah. nice pastel combination. Yeah. I hate this shit. <laughs> just wear just just a pair of chinos, like you were, like the chinos that you wear when you do the footy. Here's a photo of my dog yawning. <laughs> I mean, yeah. technically, you just might, you could just not wear a jacket and just wear a white button-up. Is that... Oh, Luke's well, no, I mean, thought. you probably could. Yeah, someone's no, like, but, you just say, okay, oh, my jacket's elsewhere. Here's the issue. I've been losing weight, but I'm still fat, and white button-up shirts on a fat gut are no good. That's actually the beauty of yeah. a blazer, is that you can cover that yeah, up. Yeah, well, then yeah. you're going to have to get a new blazer. Or just borrow one from someone. <laughs> can you borrow? No, you've got your, your pants for it, though, don't you? Alex has what? about a thousand suits. I'm sure one of them will work. Size. You've got some brown chino pants, don't you? No. Well, that, I mean, go and buy those because at least you'll wear those again. You'll definitely wear a black dinner jacket again. He's not. He won't. No. Okay, just come over he to mine won't. and grab one of Alex's. He's okay. got a whole. That's why the brown chinos are better. Can you better. find out what what jacket size you wear? I think I'm a 44. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Can you find? Yeah, out? yeah. You ask him. Thank you. <laughs> He's away. 
Yeah, just text him and say, what jacket size are you? Don't you have them in the wardrobe at home? Yeah, but they're in the spare just... room. I don't know where he puts them exactly. He'll know which jacket you can use and which ones, you, whatever. Does he not hang them up like a normal Yeah, person? but they're like, honestly, his clothes spill into two rooms. He has more than me. We've been through He'd this. have six or seven dinner jackets. I'm... I can almost guarantee wow. it. Okay. Um, all right, radio show today, Luke. Uh, we had Simon Black the on end. today. Because that was the seal. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. We love Simon Black. We he do. was great. He was really good. Um, Message no. us your appreciation of Simon Black as a group. And also we had a great uh, great story for Obscure History from the 2015 NRL Grand Final as well. It was my favourite untold story to date, but now it's not untold because we told it's public. It. Yep. It's public. It's out there. Officially public. You know, that Grand Final was all about Jonathan Thurston, but not anymore. Mm. There was another superstar <laughs> that doesn't get the flowers he deserves, and now he'd just be getting bouquets. This might change his life forever, I feel, now that it's public. I don't even know what he does now. I think he still lives in Townsville. That's he does, yeah. yeah I've that's seen about as much as I know. Around. We'll just put uh, red, we'll line the streets yeah. of Townsville with yeah. red carpet just for him. Yeah, he, he's back on the map. You're gonna yeah, you're going to have to kiss his feet if you ever see him. In the podcast. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, our final show before both grand finals. Woo. Wombat, our steer, will make a starring performance. You'll find out why when you listen to this at the same time tomorrow. tomorrow. I know that you got to wait 24 hours. You weren't hours. very sure about that. Well, it depends. You know, people might listen to it at 6.05pm. Oh, people yeah, might true, listen true, true. Midnight. You're not wrong. I'm a midnight podcast guy. I can't sleep. Oh, okay. Right before the NFL? Yeah. I like an NFL podcast prior mm-hmm. to the NFL. Have you listened to the one with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett? No. It's really good. What's it called? I can't remember, but I listened to it in the car the other day with Alex. I rate it. If I'm not, not a podcast guy. Arrested Development reference, I'll be upset. Well, of course there will be. Yeah. Will Arnett, Jason. You're not a podcast guy. No, I'm not a podcast guy. You're a great advertisement for our brand. Well, I, Thank you. I only listen to our podcast, there you go. but it's for work purposes. And only on the listener app. Yeah. Get stuffed other apps. Yeah. I don't use other apps. Correct. I couldn't even tell you another app. Correct. I deleted them, actually, because they took up too much memory. And they suck. I haven't had that issue with listener. It's elite. No, it's uh, the podcast is called Smartless. Oh, Jason name. Bateman, Sean Hayes from uh, Will and Grace and Will Arnett. What's it about? They just, like, talk smack and they get celebrities on. They've had, like, is it on old listener? mate from... Mm, probably not, oh, because well, it's American. It. Okay. Sounds shit. <laughs> Uh, All right. Enjoy this. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Got him on. Got him on. This is Out of Town with Scott Hillier. Can't be this sort of stuff. Look, yeah, we got Simon Black, Lions legend, joining us in half an hour. But let's be honest, a bigger guest from Crete to Coast traveling all around this beautiful state. Scott Hillier, I'm not even going to try. What time is Crete to Coast on now? Sunday afternoons, correct? No, listen, yeah. I've got another bone to pick oh. with the management at 7. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe? No, I know, AB. It makes us all laugh. The show's normally Saturday 5.30. Yes. Oh, but I'm sure is. you both can tell me what's happening Saturday afternoon this weekend. Some small AFL grand final, yeah. yep. <laughs> correct. So we have been bumped, and because Sunday happens to be another major afternoon, we don't have a show this weekend. So. How rude. Oh. Does that mean you don't it's- work? No, well, I still work. AB, you know me well. I'm always working. Workaholic. <laughs> yeah, being on a boat and fish like that you didn't pay for but, and but getting fish is your job. Fishing, may yeah. I say my two yeah. predictions last week, the Penrith would flog, uh, would win easily, and the Broncos would win easily, so we're there. The, the two yeah. heavy favourites, Scott. You don't get to I pat know, yourself yeah, on the back true. over that. Yeah. <laughs> you okay, tipped the Warriors. The With my heart. <laughs> With his heart, but yeah. sorry. Uh, but anyway, look, mm. and also, how's, how's big your small? Knights, Caelan Ponga. Up Meg the, Upton, the two best Upton. players in either competition, no big deal. How, anyway. how was, I was talking to Caelan's mum this morning and she was saying it was just like a pinch me 
moment because as you all saw, Carmen took his mum to the awards, and there was oh, there was that lovely shot of him cuddling his mum as he came off stage. It was just oh, it was just like tear jerking. But anyway, up the nights go, mm. Kalen. And what what am I talking about again? Where I've been, team? Where have I been? Now I've been on the Gold Coast fishing. For flathead, so as the water starts to warm up, springs now in the air. The flathead, which are all in the, um, you know, in the rush hours listing area, all the people that fish up and down the east coast, the flathead will start to show up. So we fished at the moment on the Gold Coast. There's a big comp called the Flathead Classic, over three hundred thousand bucks in prizes. There's, you know, six hundred and forty anglers, over two hundred and fifty teams. So the humble flathead create a lot of interest this time of year. So we filmed uh, out of Jacob's well. We got four up to 60 centimetres. So, mm. the, yeah, we got some beauties. Do you like eating fish? Ellie, you love them. Both of you guys love eating yeah, fish. Yeah, I, I was actually going to ask where you, where you rate flathead in terms of eating fish because it's up there with whiting for me. 100%. It is up there, but it's just a pain in the ass to fill it because they're so – they're so bony all around their head and you've got to turn them on their side to, to cut the sides off. But but we actually kept one uh, and I brought it home and I, I remember my – God bless my mum, she passed away many years ago, but her favourite fish was flathead. So I rate it way up there with, with whiting, well ahead of barramundi or, or anything like that. Scotty, um, Scotty, yeah. flathead is the one, correct me if I'm wrong, that you've got to have the silencer on. You've got to – Well, the gun. Yeah, no, like you have to <laughs> – Oh, jeez, hold on. We, we're not allowed to shoot them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, as in like the, the boat is silent and the, and you put a special yeah, – I, I dated motor. a fisher bloke for a yes. little bit and he had an electric oh, motor that he would drop correct. in for the flathead. You've got to be really quiet. It's a bit more yeah, challenging. Because they're similar to Elliot Ida. At, at a party, Elliot and I, we're, you're up there first and they're last to leave. Easily so irritable. Get up, get up onto the flats. So the, the couple of key things, I know we like, could talk all day about them, but mm. um, they love a bit of camouflage. So a little bit of weed or any sort of drop-off or melon hole in the water. They love a run-out tide. Your best plastic is about three to five inch. And the key with flathead is to make sure that your plastic's always hitting the bottom because they lay in the sand with their eyes on the top of their head and they're predatory and they wait for your little plastic to go past and then, bam, they grab it, Elliot, as it goes over the top of them and got him on. Light line, light spin gear, as I said, three to five inch plackies. Uh, the darker colours seem to work best. We caught four the other day and they're all on the dark plastics. But this applies up and down the whole East Coast. Mm. And a little tip as it's getting warmer, if you catch a couple of smaller ones, they will normally hang out with the big girl. The big girl services about six to eight males. Yeah, she's greedy. greedy. <laughs> Scotty Hillier, Crete to Coast. Always a pleasure, brother. Hopefully you're back on our TVs next week unless oh. you bump for something or other. Yeah, there'll oh. be another grand final of sorts yeah. next week. I know. I'm I'm devastated. The yeah. botchy well, grand you, final. On you, Scotty. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Uh, Queensland, I want to use you as a sounding board today because I don't often sit on a fence very often. I'm a big believer. Sit on a fence, you get splinters. Have an opinion one way or the other. Doesn't seem comfy. That's for sure. It's exactly. not like they're seated. You can't put a cushion on a fence. Um, and what about a picket fence? Well, I don't know. You're one of the great fence sitters. I don't know what you're talking about. One triple three five three. Where do we stand on eating during a staff meeting? Uh, and now I know a lot of you out there are, you know, working trades, work outside, maybe don't work in offices. I'd still love you to weigh in because here's the thing. I, I used to do it all the time. And a few months ago, by one of our big bosses, I had a meeting with him and I started to bite into a sandwich and he tore strips of salami off me, not the sandwich. He just said, it's the height of rudeness. You can't do that. It's like you're not paying attention to the meeting. You know, yada yada. I was left a little bit annoyed by that interaction. I won't lie to you, and and I thought this is not a big deal. 
And then something shifted, uh, and, and I hate to bring you into this, but I do need to. We have our one o'clock meeting every day where we plan the subpar stuff that's going to follow in the afternoon from four. And you've started, I reckon, twice a week getting a massive Zambrero burrito and shoving it down your gob. And and it's uh, what do people say? It's given me the ick <laughs> a little bit. We're hearing you chew, feeling like you're not paying attention. I think I understand the argument, and I think I'm on that side. I think eating during a meeting potentially may be the height of rudeness. I'll tell you the truth about this situation, right. because you intimidate me and you get grumpy about everything. I'm always walking on eggshells, I right? I don't ever intimidate so, you. That's such a horrible use of that word. You just, you're easily irritable. Yes, so I don't want to facts. annoy you. Right. Uh, I was never, ever going to eat into a, in, in a meeting ever, because I knew that you'd have a crack. That was until you came into one of our meetings once and had like a two-course breakfast. I used to be that guy, 100%. And then I thought that that was a green light mm. for me to... Yeah. During our staff meeting, by the yeah. way, which is at one o'clock. Yeah. Like what? A, it's lunchtime. Well, we don't do anything till one o'clock, so we have got all morning. I've got other things on. You didn't even go to Pilates this morning. I water my herbs. <laughs> Right, I right, sometimes get a right. coffee with a friend. This is, I don't want to go. I've too, got to ring my mum five thousand times a day. Okay, I don't want to go too feral on you because again, I've done this. But yeah, you set the standard, and I then did, you're mad that it was kept. But I've swapped sides, which you should never oh, okay. do. Just, and, and don't let me know by any means that you've swapped sides. Well, I just did. One triple three five three. Eating during a meeting. Potentially, people out there are going to say, "Oh no, your boss is being pedantic. It's fine." Isn't it a bit of a power move? What? Eating in a meeting, like, not, not, yeah, I'm listening, but I also have other things to do. Not the way you tackle a burrito, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Palm Cove first, one triple three five three. Trevor, where do you stand? Yeah, big Trev here from Palm Cove. Like uh, if someone's, someone's going to eat with their mouth open, I've just got to strangle the bastard. I okay. know. <laughs> oh, Can you confirm I do not eat with my mouth open? No, you don't. Oh, I was raised right. Actually, no, I have to challenge you again. You talk with your mouth full, which I would argue is worse. <laughs> so I wouldn't want Trev in a meeting with you, I don't think. I don't want to miss out on an opportunity for a funny quip. We're going to go to Rach and Cairns next. Rach, thanks for joining the Rush Hour, eating during a meeting. What do you think? It's Rach from the Knob. How are you? Good, thank you. <laughs> hey, listen, I think to myself, like, whatever happened to the big boss supplying the Sambos? Those were the days, weren't they, when work know, used to right? put on food. Mm. God, they're mm-hmm. so stingy these days. I, sh- I should clarify, Rach from the Knob is Yorkie Snob, which is a suburb in Cairns, not... Anything uh, else? Well, I don't know what someone listening in Bundaberg <laughs> could be thinking. <laughs> okay, well, we're out yep. to Townsville. Steve, mm. where do you stand on this? Hey, I reckon they should have it all the time. So you think meetings and food mix together beautifully as one? I think you should have it at the pub. True, just cut out the middleman altogether. Our daily one o'clock's go at the pub moving forward. Well, you don't have to worry about hearing people chew if you've got beers being poured in the background. The issue we have there is that producer is a daytime drinker. Once he has two daytime beers, he has 12. Um, (laughs) Tweety. That's that's facts, though. Where were you? Where were you to defend me during this last 10 minutes? He's been putting calls through. Like Tweety and Townsville, he joins us. (laughs) Eating during a meeting. What do you got? for us, Tweety. Mate, my boss used to supply pizza. Oh. Where did you work? Are they hiring? <laughs> oh, this was a year ago. But yeah, why not? If you're, if you're hungry, why yeah. not? Yeah, and, and I totally understand that, and I was this person, Tweety. The argument that, that my boss that sprayed me that time was that nothing gets done because no one's paying attention. Did you find that with the mouthful of pepperoni? Well, you had to listen to her, mate. She had a whistle like follow on leg on. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs>
course, the AFL Grand Final. It is this Saturday afternoon. What you need to know is you can catch it live and free right here on Triple M as the Lions take on the Pies. And our, our next guest, the Savi, we could probably spend the next five minutes going through his accolades. A three-time AFL Premiership winner, uh, Brownlow medalist, three times he's in the All-Australian side. He's in the Brisbane Lions Hall of Fame, the AFL Queensland Hall of Fame. He made the number 20 great, Mr. Simon Black. Hello, mate. Uh, g'day, Elliot. G'day, AB. Nice to with you guys. How you going? Really appreciate your time on, on what is a, a fantastic week for all of footy, but let's be honest, for the mighty Lions, they finally get back to the big dance. Just how big a hurdle is this one, though, mate, taking on Collingwood? Oh, look, it's, yeah, it's a big, it's a big challenge, no doubt. Collingwood at the MCG is a bit of a, a daunting task, but, you know, we're, we're a really good side. Um, you know, we've, we've, I think, really matured over the course of the year and had some really good finals experience the last few years, albeit not, you know, been able to get to this opportunity. But, um, you know, once you get the grand final day and if you're in pretty good form, like Brisbane are, the Lions are, then, um, you know, you give yourself a really good chance. I, I, I tend to feel that the Lions are probably in better form than Collingwood at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, look, it's you got to take, you got to make hay when the sun shines, and, and for, for the Lions, they've been thereabouts for a few years, and I'd love to see them take that step uh, on Saturday, Elliot. I mean, we can never forget about the hoodoos, though. Even if you're not a spiritual person, sports people, they get very caught up in them, and unfortunately for the Lions, the MCG is pretty haunted, Bucky. Does that plague you at all in your concerns? Yeah, look, I think it's a one win out of fourteen attempts, maybe or something, something ridiculous like that. Like that, isn't it? Um, look, I, look, I must say, I, I've got a feeling that this Saturday, the the, the ground's not going to be, you know, that daunting for them, albeit the, the recent history. I, I just, I think they've matured a fair bit. Um, you know, they they lost the last game they were down there against Melbourne by a small margin. Um, I, I just feel that there's there's a bit of a shift in mentality with them, and and that's not going to be as daunting as it's been in the past for them. So. Time will tell. Um, you know, we're we're really really good, potent, high you know high scoring side. Mm. Um, give ourselves some good opportunities in terms of you know the inside fifties and getting the ball in there enough. We've got some really dangerous forwards that I think will will kick a score for us. So, and, and on the back of that, I think our defensive part of our game's really improved as well in recent times. So, I'm quietly confident, guys, that we can uh, bring that Premiership Cup back to Queensland. Simon, no matter the sport, they always talk about grand finals being won in moments, you know, one big moment in a game. Go back 20 years to 2003 when you were part of the Lions side that beat Collingwood in the grand final. Can you remember a a standout part of that game that that led you to success? Oh, Ali, that... Collingwood didn't, didn't show up that day, mate. We had a great win. Let's try and be nice. To <laughs> it was, it, it the was first pretty goal. early in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just running onto the field. <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe the year before, the 0 year where we just won by nine points. I, I, look, I think talk about moments, as you mentioned, the Jason Akimanis goal, he kicked, he snapped, um, you know, with just a, a few couple of minutes to go, to go um, was a pretty big moment. And you'd have to... Uh, Aki would tell you it was uh, it was all him that, that won us the game, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Like it is, it's taking taking opportunities, those big moments, and also just um, your accuracy on goal. You just got to convert when you get the, get the get the looks on goal as well, obviously. So we have a bit of a tendency to have some you know some poor accuracy of the lines at times. So we're going to make sure we, we kick straight on Saturday. <laughs> It's no secret that we live in a rugby league state, and particularly back when you were in that three-peat period, AFL was just becoming sort of relevant to Queenslanders. How different is it looking today at Queensland Blackie and their response to the Lions from when you played and when you guys had so much success? 
Yeah, it's been remarkable, Ava. Yeah, look, just the participation numbers in, in junior community um, Aussie rules has been, yeah, growing exponentially. And, um, you know, I, I love my rugby league as, as much as the next guy as well. As um, Yeah, so I, I, I love both codes. But, yeah, it's um, it, it's been really good. You know, obviously my Aussie rules background, it's been great to see the, the growth and, um, and the uptake. Um so it's certainly grown a lot on the back of the Lions' success. Well, a great week for the Lions, of course. Saturday afternoon, uh, if you flick on Triple M just after midday, you'll get all the pregame as the Lions prepare to take on Collingwood, a man that has been there and done that three times for the Mighty Lions. Simon Black, really appreciate your time on the Rush Hour, mate. Thanks for joining us. Nah, pleasure. Good to catch up, guys. All the best. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. A Queensland man. Florida man. A Queensland man. Some of the strangest stories come out of the state of Florida. states in the whole world, Queensland and Florida. It's actually interesting. You live in Queensland, Elliot, yep. but you're also a Florida fan in the NFL. Uh, yeah, Tampa, Tampa, Florida. That's my team. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Well, I thought I'd make today football themed because we lead into two grand finals this weekend and mm-hmm. the NFL, of course, is underway. I'm going to tell you a bunch of stories. You guys have to guess whether they happen to a Queensland, Florida person or football player, basically. Right. Okay. All right. Number one. A famous footballer was arrested for trespassing after they walked into the wrong home. I'm going to go with a Florida man. Queensland. It was actually Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know this story. Okay, so back in uh, when he just signed with Tampa Bay, he uh, had just won six Super Bowls and he was going to visit his offensive coordinator to pick up materials and he went into the wrong house. (laughs) Well, he didn't get arrested, but they did call the police because they were like, who the hell is this man? And it was all figured out. Uh, so apparently Tom and Tom Brady, everyone knows his face. Yeah. Apparently he was just sitting in their kitchen and the people walked in the room like... <laughs> Hello? <laughs> and they pointed in the right direction to the coach next door. Yeah, oh. that was it. Harmless stuff. Good start, Luke. Okay, number two. A former footballer had the shortest political career in history, resigning in the middle of his speech. <laughs> it's got to be a Queensland That sounds player. Queensland to me. Correct. I was just a person out there making sure that I was, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm buggered. I'm sorry. 2001, Queensland great Mal Meninga was uh, making a speech to announce his political career, of which he resigned from in the middle of the speech. Respect. That's he just great. couldn't, he was like, nah, yeah. stuff it. When you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three, a football star was found disoriented, naked, covered in his own number twos in a fire escape of a hotel. Oh, I want to say a Queensland. You don't want to say no, Queensland, but yeah. you have to say Queensland. I want to win, so I want to say Queensland. Yes, Nate Miles. He was playing for the uh, Sydney Roosters at the time on the Central Coast. He apparently had a stomach bug, uh, woke up in the middle of the night in the dark, walked out the wrong door into the corridor, got locked out of his room, knocked on another family's door, and they didn't let him in because he was naked. And <laughs> Probably fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he fell asleep in the fire escape. That's the worst night's nightmare. Hey, we've all been there. I just like we've that he owned it. We've all been covered in our own feces, sleeping in a forest. Game. Yeah, I did. I mean, he paid the fine and everything. I'm like, yep. that's just an unfortunate. Yeah, one of those things. It's another body chapter to autonomy the book. letting us down. Doing Go a great Queensland. job these days. He, he ran a whole bunch of F45s for a while. He know, is. He's, he's a lovely guy mm. and a great footballer. All right, you're good save. He'll come back on the rush hour one day. <laughs> 
secret to anyone that listens to this show that my commitment to the Brisbane Broncos is pretty staunch. I have gone hell and high water to make sure that I am at the grand final on Sunday, so much so that I boldly booked grand final tickets three months ago, just hoping, mm. manifesting, if you will. Flights and accommodation have, yeah, pretty much put me into the red, and I'm going to have to come over to your house to eat meals over for the next six to eight months, Is particularly while you're in America. Yeah. Can I just have some magic noodles? If you look after there? my dogs, you can stay as long as you like. It is a tempting offer. Uh, you would be the same if the Newcastle Knights made it, but we want to know out there on 13353, how committed are you to the Broncos and the Lions, the most committed of fans? How far have you gone? Yeah, and, and these are, let's be honest, these are the lunatics of fandom in the best possible way. Again, they're number 13353. I secretly bit... just want to connect with other Broncos fans right now, to be honest, and Lions fans. Well, I don't know if you do what this one, this person has. I saw the other day someone's got a, a premiership tattoo for the Broncos already. Why do they uh, do this every year? But again, it's it's these are people that are just obsessed, besotted, love their team. I'm certainly not going to judge this, but this, and I guess it's a funny story later. Like, exactly. <laughs> we I'm didn't sure make you can it. Change the date if you need to. But this gentleman, <laughs> you know, a few days out from the game, already has the Broncos Premier's 2023 on him. These Do you know what? I don't have a single bit of ink yeah. on me, but there is a part of my mind yeah. over the last few weeks that's like, would I get a huge Bronco? Not, on a, your back. not a Broncos logo, something Tramp a bit more stamp. personal. Tramp like stamp. maybe a little horsey just on my shoulder. A little horsey on your shoulder. But then people will think I'm like a saddle club person or something. What's wrong with saddle club? Just not. I'm not okay. the same level but as my was, Broncos love. Uh, in in the NFL in the US, you get crazy fans there. When Tampa Bay went on their run in 2020, uh, there was a video. I'm sure it's out there still somewhere of a gentleman. And don't do this. Uh, that had climbed into a river in Florida to put a Tom Brady Bucks jersey on a gator. And there was footage of this gator swimming around. Don't do that in North Queensland, but one triple three five three. Let's go to Bundaberg first. Anonymous. Oh, this is concerning. Is it the Broncos or the Lions for you? Uh, It's for my daughter, Ashley, and all the way Lions. She actually just recently played in the Brisbane Lions Academy program. So it's um, for under the age of 18. There's three different levels to go through. So we just did that in Maroochydore on Monday to Wednesday. But anyway, on our car ride back from Maroochydore last night, she was having a look at her schedule because she just got herself her first job, started today for her first shift. And she looked at her schedule for Saturday and she's like, Mum, my boss has got me starting at 4.30. I'm like, what's wrong with that? And she's like, because the grand final's on, I can't miss the grand final. And I'm like, what are you going to do? She's like, I've already texted him. I've already said that I've got a training session with the Brisbane Lions coaches, one-off time, so I can't work until 5.30 at least. I respect the anonymity. That's how dedicated she's been since she started playing football at 10. Where did the love come from? You know, obviously you you got Um, her into footy at at 9 or 10. Yeah, yeah. she started in the under 10s for Brothers Bulldogs. Yep. And she actually got runners-up best and fairest this year from her club as well as junior club person of the year. Oh, wow. (laughs) I I know. So she's a little superstar. We love to hear. Well, look, I I hope the Lions get up. I think they will anyway. And I hope her boss doesn't listen to this radio show. If they do, though, (laughs) and you just heard this, mind your business. Up the Lions. Anyone that sacks a kid for watching the AFL Grand Final is a bum. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Obscure History with Elliot Lovejoy. 
I want to tell you a story today about one of the most incredible women I've ever heard of. I'll flash you back to World War II. In the 1800s, they attached bells to the coffin door and the arms of the people, so if they're still alive, they'd hear a bell on top of the grave and they'd dig them out, saved by the bell. Literally ride shotgun. So the passenger would carry a shotgun in order to scare off robbers who might want to attack them. Now you're both aware I've got a vested interest in modern history mm-hmm. uh, in, in tales from the last couple of hundred years. However, this I, I thought it's grand final theme ride for AFL and NRL. I've dug up a story from the past from 2015 to be exact. That is my favourite NRL grand final story that is yet to be told. Oh, so you got the scoop. Yeah, let's call it that. Why have they not told it? That worries me. It's It's... Have you been given permission for this? Yes, so I, I got this story from Michael Morgan, Cowboys superstar and legend. So you just right? outed okay. Michael Morgan Which as is telling fine. this story. Yes, and he'll be fine with that. Um, so think about the 2015 NRL Grand Final. Of I'd course, rather not. It hurt me a lot. No, I loved it. it Amazing. The best NRL Grand Final ever, right? Yes. Of course, in, in uh, Golden Point, Jonathan, Jonathan Thurston uh, kicks the field goal. And that moment... Yeah, right, yeah, we remember. That moment, rightfully so, is all about him. He hits it. He's yeah. got it. Why today? Why today? Do you want to hurt me? No, No, I don't. Um, Here's the thing. Yes, JT may have been the superstar on the field that night, but it's off the field where the real MVP emerged. Now, tell your bloke uh, about a bloke called... Antonio Winterstein. Legend. Legend. Antonio Winterstein. Quite a timid guy off the field. Like, he's pretty quiet and he, reserved. He is. For anyone that's ever had anything to do with he, himself or even his wife, Brooke, or his beautiful kids, mm. he is the loveliest man you could ever possibly speak to. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. You're about to assassinate in, his character. In, in, no, no, no. In, in that North Queensland squad, there was a lot of island boys, you know, Tongans, Samoans, all yep. the like. Uh, and, of course, with Antonio having a, an island background himself, he was somewhat a leader in that squad. He was one of the older heads there, and, and they looked up to him. They looked up to Antonio so much, and I don't care if I'm going to make this story even bigger than it is. They looked up to him so much that I'm told during the grand final celebrations, which went on for days and days and days. That is also correct. I remember that. Antonio Winterstein never once had to get out of his chair, off the ground, put his hand in his wallet because he was called King Us or (laughs) King of the Usos. Uh He was absolute folklore and that island setup looked up to so much. He was the one that if Jason Taumalolo, if he was mucking up, He'd just look at him. Oh. Say, no, no, no. He was the leader of that pack. He was the king. And I'm told during that grand final week, Antonio Winterstein was just absolute royalty. I think he moved maybe to get on the plane, to travel wherever they needed to go. Outside of that, sat in a chair. Hey, Jace, get me a beer. Do that. I'm pretty sure they put a crown on his head. I think by the end of it, he was wearing a cape. I don't know all the details, but Antonio Winterstein, the MVP of off-field celebrations. I love that. We've had him in here before, and I didn't bring out a red carpet. I feel bad now. Well, we probably should. King Orse himself, I'm told. Jeez. Again, if you ever met him away from footy or anything... It's not like him at all. And if you run into him now, curtsy, for God's sake. Exactly. Pay the respect that he deserves. I think we pulled 
down the Jonathan Thurston statue in Townsville at Queensland Country Bank Stadium and we just have Antonio yeah. sitting on his throne with a beer on either hand because that's the hero we deserve. Make it look easy with sports bet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.